Welcome to the Calibre podcast, brought to you by the Watches of Switzerland Group. In this episode, taken from our series of Instagram Live, Ryan Duffy, CEO of the group, talks with Christopher Granger-Hare, CEO of IWC. They talk about the exciting online exclusive, the Pilot 3705, with details around the watch and its key features. We're also given an overview around what we should expect from the brand at Watches and Wonders and what we can look forward to from IWC this year. Thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, everybody. Uh, my name is uh, Brian Duffy. I'm the CEO of the Watch for Switzerland Group. Really pleased to be doing uh, these uh, this series of uh, Instagram interviews with the uh, with titans of the of the Swiss luxury watch industry. Today is no exception. We have uh, Christoph uh, uh, Granger here, the uh, CEO of the IWC uh, business, and um, delighted you could join me, Christoph. Thanks, Brian. Very happy to be with you today. Yeah. And uh, as we were just discussing there, uh, Schaffhausen, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not the most obvious place today, even for, the, for Swiss watch uh, manufacturing, but kind of amazing when you look at the history of uh, IWC, how F.A. Jones found it, you know, when, the, uh, when was it 1860, I think. He Which, by the way, Brian, I finally secured the number plate. It's taken us 14 years to get Schaffhausen 1868 on my car. Oh, well, <laughs> We've managed in the end. We, we found another plate on the market. We did a little trade and, and in the end we got it now. Yeah, yeah. it was the day. It's a great story, you know, of, uh, of that age of, you know, uh, you know, really adventurous entrepreneurs. You know, he was a watchmaker from Boston. Um, there was that kind of conflict going on at the time. There was the uh, American manufacturing getting more and more efficient and the Swiss very much focusing on innovation and quality and so on. So, but he had the vision to, to come over to, uh, um, to Switzerland and must have had language problems and whatever, but just came over with his vision and his ideas. And eventually it was Schaffhausen that uh, responded to him. Yeah, he was literally age 27, engineer, watchmaker from Boston. You can imagine those days on a paddle steamer making the trip across the Atlantic. Yeah. Finding his way to Schaffhausen where he found that sort of entrepreneurial climate where people were receptive to his idea. Because what he wanted to do was really create the first ever centralized watch manufacturing in the whole of Switzerland. So yeah. in those days, people were making watches at home by candlelight in the winter months, a lot of farmers. And of course, uh, Jones came with a light-filled manufacturing building here which he constructed in 1874, which must have looked like an alien piece of architecture in those days. Yeah. Uh, and he got his power from the River Rhine. And 154 years later, I'm still sat in the same building here, now in the yeah. studio, of course. And uh, we still get our power from the River Rhine. So you have that sense of continuity here of generations of people who've made watches in Schaffhausen, which really, I think, gives it that special Jonesy engineering approach to watchmaking we have today. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think IWC carries that spirit through your uh, innovation, use of materials, um, uh, your wonderful museum uh, that's there, your, your records whereby you keep every watch with all of its, uh, all of it, anything over 10 years old, you've got all the history yeah. on it and so on. It's, um, it, it's, something, uh, it's something very special. Uh, overall, of course, even back then, another association you had back then was H. Moser, uh, Heinrich Moser, another um, you know, famous pioneer in the, in the world of watches. And then, of course, lots of uh, innovation on materials and uh, horological developments. But when we all think about IWC in our markets, UK and US, we undoubtedly think about the association with 
aviation and pilot watches and RAF and, and Top Gun. It's something that really you have a very distinctive uh, uh, following on uh, overall. And it really goes back to wartime uh, RAF, uh, which I think you were supplying for like 30 years. Uh, oh, more from 1948 to the 1980s. Uh, Royal Air Force and Royal South African Air Force in the Mark 11. That really led to the Mark 12, which is really one of those collector favorite pieces. And then, of course, yep. into the pilot's watches of the 1990s that I'm sure we're coming to in just a second. Yep. Yes. So, I mean, one of those, um, you know, very famous pieces, iconic pieces back then that you've, uh, you've now brought back to the market again. That's today's exciting news that we, uh, we were able to uh, launch with you today at uh, 11 o'clock. Uh, yes. And that's, that's your um, really sought after uh, 3705. Yes, absolutely. That's the uh, the launch we had today in the 3705. This actually okay. I just saw a question on the uh, chat immediately where people are asking uh, about the price point for this watch. Uh, and for us to explain, I'm very happy to do that in a second, just to show a little bit the history of the watch. So 1994, saw the introduction of our first ever pilot's chronograph in stainless steel in the modern form, directly inspired by the Royal Air Force Mark 11. And in the same year, we launched what must have been, again, quite a, a radical design uh, in those days. The first time ever that somebody used titanium oxide ceramics in a pilot's watch. Uh, so this was our first. We had first experiments 35 years ago in the Da Vinci back in 86. Uh, but then over time, this was the first introduction to pilots in 1994. Stainless steel pusher, Itavaldi movement, that three counter layout. Sticker on the back, very nice. Um, a 39 millimeter, but a very highly collectible piece now. I think the one that was owned by Gunther Blumlein went for auction for just shy of $100,000 a couple of years ago at Philips. And this has really become one of those very, very classic modern IWCs. But what you can always see is in the ceramic construction, we were not able to center and make small parts like the pushers and the crown. So they were always stainless steel. The case back was stainless steel. And of course, this was an IWC regulated and refined Itavaldi movement inside. And what we've launched today now is really the, the full upgrade by taking the um, iconic design of the 3705, but changing this to our in-house 69 caliber chronograph movement. And you have that full serotanium case front and back, which turned this watch into a proper all black design as it was originally intended. And this is really where the whole technology aspect comes from in this watch because serotanium is a IWC uh, exclusive um, alloy of titanium that's used with ceramics. And we basically receive that as forged raw metal bars from the foundry. Um, we then uh, go and machine that similar to titanium. But the uniqueness of serotanium is this alloy is very, very intense in terms of this machining. It's extremely hard and it takes hours and hours to machine the cases out of serotanium. And after that, they get sunblasted to achieve smooth surface finish. And then we actually kiln fire the material to get it to a perfect shade of very dark gunmetal gray, almost black, um, the final finish. And the point here is that every different geometry of part, every different uh, diameter of case ring has a different secret firing process to achieve in the end a homogeneous color. Because if you were to fire them all the same, 
all the shades of dark gray would be slightly different and you'd have yep. the impression of non-matching watch. And when you ask about the, the price point, why is it more than a, a standard pilot's chronograph? Serotanium is an extremely, it's the hardest wearing material. It's a scratch, um, scratch resistance as ceramic, but shatterproof and hard and light as titanium. And it is very, very difficult to develop this material in a homogenous way. It takes a long, long time to machine it. That's why also we are always limited in terms of factory output with this material. And it's a very elaborate process to kiln fire that together with our completely assembled in Schaffhausen base plates, machined, everything done here in Schaffhausen. That really upgrades the watch in every single respect. And that's also why it carries premium over a standard pilot chronograph. Yep. It's uh, it's gorgeous, Christoph, and, and I, I think those the different materials with the different shades of black coming through blacks and greys, and and I think it was very very obvious to to do what you've done with the uh, the calf strap uh, as well. It just adds that other uh, that other dimension of the of the dark colour. It's uh, it's really beautiful. And I love also that uh, what you've done is very much be true to the original. Uh, but modernise it in a way that uh, really makes sense. Serotarium being, being the, the obvious thing, but the size as well, moving from 39 to 41 millimetre. 41 millimetre is a perfect size, so it's uh, yeah. it's gorgeous. But the only problem, again, is going to be not having enough of them, right? It's uh, a limited edition. Yes, for sure. I mean, if we're doing overall in the world, we're making 1,000 of those. I think the initial batch, batch globally, obviously, between Watches of Switzerland, our, our launch partners and ourselves has been uh, 244 pieces today. I've got all the details on my Instagram as well. We're trying to be as, as uh, straightforward with the communication as we can. Um, as soon, and I'm, I'm pretty confident they're sold out by now, but uh, if they are, there might be in local stores somewhere, one available. And as soon as they're sold out in the first batch, uh, you can, of course, pre-register um, and reserve the watch. Uh, and we will then communicate over the next couple of months um, how we're delivering the remaining quantity, which should be done by October for all of the thousand watches, yeah. depending on everything going well with COVID, with, with material supply and all. So I'm, I'm sure you're um, I'm sure you're working on some uh, fabulous new products that we're going to be seeing. I've seen the questions in the chat here, definitely. Yeah, yeah. So can you give us any idea of what's uh, what's coming up for us in the wonderful world of IWC? No, we have. Um, it's really what we're doing this year. Is you'll see, there's a phased launch that will come in uh, several waves, um, starting on the seventh of April for Watches and Wonders, and then going into a summer wave, and then you'll see in the autumn and towards Christmas as well. Uh, face release of product and of course uh, to those who are asking our pilots which is going to be featured in this yes i think you'll see some very interesting pieces coming forward um, and and also some things that are coming this summer maybe even to the cinema who knows um we have a very very nice uh, collaboration that ranges back a number of years now maybe for those of you who've seen that it started off with this particular watch this is the uh, top gun sfti military exclusive in the mark 18 um, that then went to the uh, Top Gun SFTI military exclusive chronograph, which was really only for Top Gun graduates in the world, US Navy military exclusive, yeah. which uh, resulted in the piece that I really enjoyed making. This is the 50th anniversary for Top Gun instructors in Fallon in Nevada with full Top Gun engraving, that baby blue lightning that is signature color of Top Gun. And from there, we developed obviously a number of different pieces. I mean, you have even things like for the, the Royal Army Air Corps in the UK, this is the 633 Apache Squadron with their exclusive piece. Or this one here, which was for all of the um, Royal 
Army Air Corps uh, Apache pilots to celebrate the new introduction of the Apache. And based on that, you'll see some interesting pieces that are commercially available that will come to stores probably in June, July. And there'll be a whole flurry of how we're continuing what we're learning from the military collaborations into things that are available to fans and collectors of, of watches. Yeah, no, great, Christoph. It sounds uh, we had some indication of that's where, where you're going to concentrate a lot of the uh, a lot of your new development and uh, that's perfect for us in, in the, both the UK and US. We love everything about IWC, of course. Um, we, we've had a really nice um, uh, development this year, obviously with Portofino, Portuguese are, um, you know, a, a hugely popular collection, but, uh, but we love the pilot especially. And uh, to know all of what you're doing there that you've just, you know, shown as a background to is, uh, is really going to be fantastic. Um, yeah, I mean, there's other products. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll test your knowledge of your own product. I don't have any doubt you'll... Uh, you'll just one second, Brian, just, just answering this one. Can we go okay. to the moon with those? Uh, yes, you can. Um, and it's not far off either that you physically have the first IWC proper in space. I think we're wow. two weeks away, something like that. Wow. Not quite on Mars, but at least in space. No, and definitely, I mean, the, the, the G, G pressure resistance that testing its glasses, the lubrication and so on, that is uh, fully compatible. And you will see on the 7th of April, we are presenting the absolute next level out-limit innovation in terms of the resistance of our watches and all shall be revealed beginning of April, but there's something very exciting coming. Oh, very exciting, Christoph. Uh, one of my favorite watches. Uh, yes. Uh, I call it my Miami watch. Um, yeah, it's a bigger watch than I would typically wear, but I, I really enjoy wearing it. And the functionality of it is fantastic. Being able to, you know, I don't think any of us keep our watches at current time always. You know, so but being able to reset that just with the uh, uh, with the crown to the perfect time is great. And uh, and production and everything's carrying on uh, fine at the moment. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, we've, we've been lucky that around here the situation has been relatively well under control. Uh, we've put yeah. in all the protection, the protection and health and sanitary systems that we need to be able to, uh, to continue safely. And that's been going well uh, ever since the summer. I think since the supply chain went back to normal, I think we've been uh, very happy with the situation, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, overall, I think it's going to be a really exciting year for Swiss watches. Um, yeah. I think, I think the, the industry did a great job last year under the circumstances. Uh, but inevitably, things were postponed, things were late, and uh, and uh, all kind of logistical challenges. But I think that's going to accumulate into what will be a, a very, very exciting year. Um, so disappointed that in April, the, the big show in Geneva has uh, been postponed again. But whenever that happens, presumably uh, uh, in 2022, uh, I think it will be uh, it will be fantastic. But we're, we're anticipating a, a really big year. Uh, we're anticipating from the summertime, things getting back to some kind of normal and events and so on, getting back underway again. And I'm sure that uh, in the UK and the US, IWC is going to play a big part in it. Yeah, there's lots of interesting questions. So I'm just having a look at vegan watches. Yes, uh, vegan watches, of course. I mean, animal free, there's a lot coming. I'll show you this one as well, which we're just about to launch. So. These are completely um, paper fiber based uh, straps that are 80% FSC fiber. You've got recycled microfiber on the inside. So that will launch now in free colors. You'll see that uh, increasing in terms of animal free alternatives in our products as well. And of course, we're looking for watches for Lewis uh, exactly at that, absolutely. 
Uh, second question as well, uh, leaving Brazil, we're not leaving Brazil, uh, not at all. Have a look at our e-commerce which we launched just before Christmas, we're making a lot uh, available there. Watches for the Asian market that fit, you will see exactly what's coming this year. We've worked hugely on ergonomics, hugely on sizing versus crown ergonomics versus fit of bracelet. There's an all new bracelet coming that has completely different ergonomics from what we have today. Just stay tuned, uh, you don't have to ask for it, it is definitely coming. Well, I don't know if the gorgeous was about you or the product. Uh, the product. <laughs> <laughs> Not after a week like this. <laughs> uh, you know, interesting you say about the, the vegan watch and the environment, environment because you have, you know, you scored number one, if I remember correct, when the WWF did a, a study yep. on, on Swiss watches. So it's, it's something that's always been a big priority for, uh, yep. for your company. Yep. I think that the two key things here, we've, we've recently become the first Swiss watch manufacturer to be chain of custody certified by the Responsible Jewelry Council. And that means that in the future, all our gold cases, all our platinum cases are individually traceable back to the original source. So if you yeah. want to check a Portuguese chronograph in red gold in 50 years time, you will find the exact information for your particular watch. And the other one is obviously a great place to work. Again, we were the first one in Switzerland to be certified. Great place to work last year. And that shows as well how we're investing in training, investing in young watchmakers, investing in not just making it efficient, but also providing an opportunity where people are in a nice working environment. Yeah. Well, thank you for all your support as well, Brian. Um, it's been a, a great journey. Also, what we've been able to do in Regent Street with you and, of course, in the U.S. as well. So. Very much looking forward to continuing that journey and thank you to you and your team for the excellent support and doing the odd Instagram live with you, which is nice. We should see each other on, hear each other on Clubhouse occasionally. So. Yeah, that would be a pleasure. But, uh, hopefully we'll manage to get together in the, in the UK or the US uh, early summer. And uh, I, th I think it's going to be a big year for, uh, for IWC with, uh, with our group. So thank, thanks for your comments. Thanks for uh, coming on today. It's always a pleasure to see you. Likewise. And uh, congratulations on what has been a hugely successful launch and what I think is going to be an exciting year ahead. Yeah, cheers. All the best, Brian. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for having me. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Calibre podcast. We do hope you enjoyed it. Please do subscribe and listen to other episodes on Apple Podcast and Spotify. 